We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Listen, I'm very pleased to welcome the Attorney General of Virginia, Jason Miaris, to the show uh, this morning. What a crazy week this has been for you, uh, Jason. The indictments in Loudoun. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm thankful that something is actually happening in Loudoun. You, you and the governor and the, uh, the lieutenant governor uh, were elected in large part because parents were so frustrated uh, if they lived in Loudoun and if they saw what was happening in Loudoun with the trans rape story, and now action has been taken. Walk me through this. What's what's occurred? Hey, good morning. Well, good morning to you. I mean, as people recall, we, we were sworn in in January, and within an hour of us being sworn in, we were uh, uh, up in the third floor, the governor's office at the Capitol, and he signed a series of executive orders, including authorizing my office to get to the bottom of what happened in Loudoun. Uh, it was it was apparent uh, that it, by that we needed to impanel a special grand jury. It was impaneled in April. I'm very proud of the work that, first of all, they did. Uh, if you notice, unlike in Washington, D.C., which leaks anything and everything at all times, there's absolutely none of that that happened in this investigation because there's a right way and a wrong way. And the wrong way is to try to litigate it in the press. Uh, the right way is to have your people do their job, get the witnesses, present the evidence, and let the grand jury make their decisions. And so I'm proud of the work that not just my team did, but the grand jurors. And then the grand jury report obviously is public. Uh, there's a lot of there that is, uh, you know, I think every, every school board member throughout the state should read it. Uh, because it is it is clear on so many different levels uh, there were some breakdowns, some serious breakdowns. And so, um, you know, we're proud of the work we did. We obviously got uh, some work to do. I can't really comment on the indictments because of the nature of it, and I'm somewhat restricted since my office is prosecuting it. I can't point to what is in the grand jury report that is a public document and some of the systematic breakdowns from the very first incident where – uh, a teacher walked into the bathroom and noticed the first incident was the sexual assault took place in a bathroom, a handicapped bathroom stall. And the teacher walked in and noticed they were two pairs of legs in the bathroom stall. No, there were more, more than one person there and never bothered to tell anybody. Uh, on, the, on the grand jury report where the grandmother recalls that she had been begging um, uh school administrators to take her concern seriously about her son because she felt uh, in her mind that he was a sociopath and that uh, they were enabling him. The fact that, uh, you know, in the, in the first incident, he was all the grounds for three hours and nobody knew where he was, that they spent the time to send an email out uh, commenting about 
the conduct of a, of a dad. He was just distraught over the fact that his daughter had been sexually assaulted. And so uh, I think the grand jury report, uh, I'm proud of the work they did. I'm proud of the report they produced. I'm proud of the evidence my team uh, put on. And now we go to the next steps. Well, I heard you uh, on in conversation with Jeff Katz uh, last week, and I, I thought it was very interesting to walk through the grand jury report. And I do understand the restrictions that you face and, and that you want to be cautious. Taking it out of of this particular incident, which was pretty horrible, and I hope people have paid attention for the last year as as this has been dissected. What lessons would you offer in a generic sense? For people who are in public yeah. education and for our legislators as they return in January and grapple with the trans issue and you know with just good management decisions well I think first first is for everybody to understand sunlight can be the best disinfectant and uh, I recall just to take people down memory lane uh, when we launched this investigation we met with ferocious opposition uh, we had the school board members walk out of a meeting uh, in which my chief deputy was speaking in protest by the mm. fact that we were investigating this. We had a press conference held by Democratic members of the state Senate and state House asking us to shut down our investigation. We had Equality Virginia uh, send out a press release asking us to shut down our investigation. And um, my feeling has always been uh, that when you know you're on the right path, you got to ignore the, the noise and um, press forward. I think... I think that's important. The second is from the school board's perspective is every school board members need to understand you are not there to be a rubber stamp. You're there to be the voice of the people. Uh, in some ways, you are the, 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 the people's protector. You're the voice of the parents there on the school board. That does not mean you just rubber stamp, stamp everything that's for you. Yeah. You need to, add, to get to the right answers, you have to be willing to ask the right all the time. And so I, I would say that applies to anybody in government, particularly your school boards. You need to ask those tough questions. Um, yeah. If you're a school board member, you need to be asking about questions about the curriculum. You know, the fact that one third of, of, of young people say they're only very or somewhat proud to be American boggles my mind. The fact that more young people support socialism over the free market, it, this is not, this is, this did not happen by accident. This happened because in my opinion, we have an education system that is very much dominated by a very left of center worldview. And so all, I think all of we're asking for is let's have some balance. And we have some balance uh, of what's being taught in our schools. And so, okay, is, there's not a country in the history of the world that is allowed and given so many second chances to so many individuals from so many backgrounds, racial backgrounds, faith backgrounds ethnic background. Let's talk about that. Let's celebrate that fact. Yeah. We need to talk about the fact that we're the first government in recorded history to have a recorded constitution that empowers individuals instead of empowering individuals. And it's led to the greatest flourishing of human ingenuity, human thought, human science, human arts that you've ever seen in the history of the world. Let's talk about those yeah. things. And so school board members ask the tough questions. And most importantly, the safety of our kids. You need to be constantly asking those questions what are the policies being put forth that are uh, that are um, uh, protecting our kids? And I think that's a critical component for every school board member in every locality. In my opinion, they should read the grand jury report. Um, yeah. And um, I think it's a critical, critical roadmap for them. 
Yeah, that transparency issue is important. If you if you're feeling like you want to cover something up, that's a good sign that you probably shouldn't do that. And I know you're a true believer in uh, the American history and the successes of American history, and that we should pay attention to that and have reverence for it. Let me ask you because I, I want to watch our time here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, look, the statues issue is a is a politically potent one even with the statues coming down in Richmond and in other places across uh, the Commonwealth. But now we've shifted into a new place where there's concern that the statues, instead of being put in museums and on battlefields and in cemeteries, that the left has been emboldened to uh, denigrate the people who are represented by the statues by um, exhibiting them in negative ways or take take it to another level and actually chop the statues up and sell off pieces or, or melt them down and uh, cast the statues in a different uh, uh, mode. Is there something that the Attorney General's office can do to uh, enforce laws that I thought had been put on the books to try to prevent that from happening? What's, what's your assessment of this situation? Well, I mean, I know that, uh, and I mean, I'm not as, familiar with all the what's happening with the the statute at least the ap hill statute uh as as others because this is litigation involved between the city of richmond uh and the the, i guess the family members of the descendants and my office is involved in the litigation uh we're we're the lawyers for the commonwealth of virginia we're not the lawyers for the city of richmond uh there was a bill that was passed um if i recall it's been a couple of years but i I thought there needed to be a, a referendum that needed to be done by a locality uh, before statues were removed. Uh, I don't know if that happened in this case. I'm not a city of Richmond resident. I don't remember if there was any type of referendum. Uh, this is going to have to be settled by the courts, candidly. And, and obviously the descendants of AP Hill are very upset because their point, as, as I understand it, is say hey, this is not just a statute this is also a burial site he's actually buried at the uh uh it, it, where the statute is at, at the intersection and um obviously there's going to be a host of other factors that come into play when you're not just talking about a statute or memorial talking about an actual burial location and at the headstone so this is going to be yeah. uh this is going to be litigated i mean i have said before that the only you don't learn from history by trying to erase it um, and, and as Virginians, we should look through all of our history, good and bad, to get a complete picture of who we are. Because to know where you're going, you got to know where you came from and, and with all the complexities that come with it. And um, I think that's part of the frustration uh, that, that, that people have had is that it seems like they're, they're, there's a desire just to erase, erase everything from yeah. history. And that obviously yeah. grows a frustration. Well, and- and and to flag it for you, um, it, it does appear that there's a zeal not just for removing the statues. And, you know, look, I think it's debatable whether certain statues should stay up. I'm probably going to always vote, if, if it's up to me, to keep statues up and tell the stories and then let people decide whether they like the people or not. But that's that would be my choice. But now we've moved into an era where there are people who I think – in a very conniving way or saying, you know what, we'll take our statues and we'll give them to 
museums and organizations which will then decide whether they want to chop them up or not and destroy the artwork and that's that's a different issue and i thought that the state had banned that type of um that type of uh destruction so i I just want to flag that for you that i think uh, there are a lot of us who were very concerned that that's (laughs) that that the really negative people in the society who hate our ancestors are attempting to manipulate the law to do a lot of damage and and if 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 you have some staff that have a moment to take a look at that. Yeah, it might be something that well, would be I'll tell uh, you what, helpful. I, I will tell you what I uh, tell anytime anybody comes to me with an issue that I'm not 100 percent have clarity on is that we'll look into it and uh, and okay. I'll get what the law I, is. I always tell people I treat the law as it is. I don't treat the law the way I wish it was, and that includes some uh, conclusions that I don't like. But I think that right. I, I said I was balls and strikes, and we're, uh, I'll I'll get an answer for you. Well, that's all we can ask, and I, I appreciate your um, openness to, to checking that out. Yeah. Jason Miaris is the Attorney General of Virginia, and I really appreciate the chance to talk to you every time we get you on the air. Thank you very much, sir. No problem. Great day. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.